This is John Doe from New York City. And I'm so embarrassed about listening to I Doubt It With Dolomore that I had to disguise my voice. Sorry about that. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dolomore. Welcome one and all and thank you for joining us. Episode 688 of I Doubt It with Dolomore. I am your host, Jesse Dolomore, joined today by the lovely, talented, scholarly Brittany Page, everybody. Are you keeping cool, Jesse D? No. Because it's quite hot. The answer to that, I don't know why I'm doing my little lispy thing. The answer to that is an emphatic no. It's quite hot, but we shouldn't complain because there are significant problems elsewhere. For example, the fires. Yeah, it doesn't take away from how hot I am, though. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Sure. Um, Still hot. Also, the hurricanes that are happening. My te- body temperature is still the same. Very okay. hot. Right. So, <laughs> uh, seriously, though, those things are very concerning. And we hope that if you live in the areas that are affected by those things, that you are holding up. For sure. It, listen, it is amazing to me. It is amazing to me that you can witness a map. You can view a map with two hurricanes approaching simultaneously. Yeah. And think, oh, yeah, this is normal. Right. Climate change is a hoax mm-hmm. perpetrated by the Chinese. Yeah. Year after year after year, California burns. Right. And, oh, this is just the new normal. Well, and I just got another news alert about how the fires are expected to get worse with more lightning coming in and the winds that are supposed to pick up. Yeah. So it, it it's just... It's terrible that every year this happens, and we are farther south, so we don't, uh, we aren't affected by the fires. Um, but the heat is is definitely something that we are experiencing. Well, I mean, and look, I joke about not like to be hot, but imagine out there being out there fight, fucking fighting the fires in your full fire gear when it's upper nineties and more inland, even in the hundreds, triple digit heat. God damn. I mean, I just, I, it's, it's terrible. The, the, the human cost to, to natural disasters such as these are remarkable, not just in loss of life or life, loss of property, but also in, in the other ancillary, you know, uh, effects that really people don't think about a lot. For sure. I've also been thinking of just generally speaking with the heat. Normally, people are able to escape by going to the pool or That's going right. to the beach or going to the movie theater. That would be one of my classic escapes of <laughs> <laughs> uh, popcorn and air conditioning. And you can't do those things if you're quarantining in the way that you should be. So it, it, that's difficult. And then you also have people who have lost their jobs and the government went away without finding a solution. Is abandoning them. And they are suffering. And so they're likely having to make decisions right now in the midst of this heat of, should I have a, an electric bill that I can't afford? Um, and have air conditioning or should I suffer in the heat in my home? And be miserable. And ha- I can't go anywhere. Have an electric bill that, that, that I can't afford and by virtue of that not be able to pay, which will result in my power being cut off. Right. And then you don't have any air conditioning. Right. You don't have any relief whatsoever. Right. It is... You just said something that I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. By the way, I love when we turn on the mics and don't have a fucking idea for any intro topic. We just <laughs> go for it. Because it ends up being something good like this. Yeah. Is... Everybody's lauding the Democrats, and it's only Trump who's fucking not taking care of the American people relative to relief and stimulus bills. Nancy Pelosi adjourned the fucking House, and they went on vacation. Tens, maybe more than, maybe 150 million people in America, maybe more, are in desperate need of an answer from their government. Relief 
from their government. And our Congress, led by Nancy Pelosi, took a fucking vacation. Everybody's saying, oh, how wonderful that she took, she made the house come back. That's like thanking God for a cure for a disease and not thinking, oh, well, maybe God gave the disease too. Don't thank her for bringing the house back because they shouldn't have left in the first place. Anyway, that's been on my, on my mind. So, well, and bothers me a lot. I, I hear you on that because it's unacceptable. And a lot of the frustration that you see people expressing online and elsewhere is real and it's legitimate regarding being left to fend for yourself basically in the midst of this public health crisis and that that frustration should be directed at the government because they have failed they have failed how many weeks ago did people get the twelve hundred dollars oh i it's months ago months now right yeah yeah months right (laughs) and that was supposed to hold you over Right. Till this whole thing's done. Yeah. And this whole thing done is not going to be done until 2021. So Which, 1200 bucks from the government is supposed to be some kind of a fucking, oh, thank you. Can I have more, sir? More? Well, let's talk about your example of the, the power getting shut off. So here in Southern California, SoCal Edison is the primary electric company that, that provides the electricity. Mm-hmm. And if you get your electricity cut off from not paying it, you have to pay, it's either a 200 or 300, I think it's $300 to get your electricity turned back on. And then they hold that extra money as a deposit. Until you've paid your bill on time for like a year. Yeah. And then they give it back to you. Right. Like as punishment. So who has that kind of money right now? Right. So you can't pay your electric bill, but you have to come up with $300 to get it back on. And then right. they keep that money until you pay your bill on time for a year. Do I know this from personal experience? Don't know. All right, guys. But I know a yeah, lot about it. The answer's it. yes. <laughs> the answer's fucking yes. So Listen, we talk about that all the time on the show. That people, like I had somebody, uh, some email or voicemail that I played on a YouTube video one time. And they're like, oh, yeah. What do you know? You live, you're living in a rich area and blah, blah, blah. And I, like, like I'm like, we're just rolling in money here. Yeah. We have, we, we have one car between us and it's a Toyota Corolla. We're not fucking swimming in dough. Yeah, so I was I was making a joke. Obviously, I I do know what it's like to have the power turned off, <laughs> and now every time a power outage happens, this was years ago that it happened, yeah, by the yeah. way. But now every time a power outage happens, I think, did I pay it? <laughs> it just happened the other day. They had they've been having like rolling. I think they call them brownouts or something. Yeah, but rolling power outages throughout the city as an effort to like conserve or something. It's something that I've never ha- experienced. O- it's only been in California. Mm-hmm. And when the power went out, you looked panicked. I was like, well, what's going on? I just figured it was a power outage. I know. And you questioned. Yeah. I, I'm almost positive I paid the bill. And I looked, I went logged in. I looked at it. It was all paid. I'm like, okay, I know I'm right. So everything's okay. But it is. It's like a form of PTSD. I was going to say trauma. And yeah. I, and it's been years, but I still have that sense of like, oh my God. So not only is it that I know what it's like to grow up poor, but I know what it's like to struggle financially even into adulthood. And that's primarily because I, I don't have a family to rely on. I don't have parents I can call for help. I don't like I it's been me. Yeah. Good, good luck. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so obviously that's not going to be a perfect scenario. But that's why I think of those things. And this is kind of bringing it back to the election. When you think about who to elect, That's something that I think about. And when I was watching the Democratic National Convention, for all of its flaws, the messages that you receive during that convention, compared to what you're going to hear at the Republican National Convention, are more aligned with that. Human stories, focusing on the issues that are most important to allowing people to thrive, and not just about culture wars. This And this can be said before the Republican National Convention even gets off the ground, even starts. We know the distinction that can be drawn between the two parties and the program that they're going to put on by virtue of a convention. Right. And that's, believe me, I have many criticisms and <laughs> I've been getting into it with uh, liberals about my criticisms of the, the Democratic National Convention. So I'm not singing its praises without criticism, but I'm saying comparatively speaking yeah it's a stark contrast yeah very different 
So anyway, listen, uh, we're going to get on to a couple voicemails. We would love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. You can email voice memos or regular old-fashioned emails to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. This is Barb from Rochester, your genealogist. In episode 687, Brittany asked for opinions on the idea that as Democrats, we should not be criticizing Biden or Harris. So here's my take. I understand the impulse. The idea is that criticizing either of them gives fuel to Trump supporters to say, see, even their own party doesn't like them. The last thing that they want to do is project a lack of unity. But I think this impulse is misguided for a few important reasons. First, the ability to disagree openly with our leaders is a hallmark of American democracy. You know who doesn't allow criticizing their leaders? Totalitarian governments. Second, we can vote for someone, maybe even think they're the best person for the job, given the set of circumstances we find ourselves in, and still not agree with everything they, they say or stand for. We don't have to agree 100% with someone to think they could do a good job. Third, it actually opens up us to the possible criticism for the Trump camp of blind loyalty. See, they just hate Trump so much they're willing to elect anybody, even people they don't like. The irony is strong there. But I think the most important reason not to squelch criticism is this. It makes us no better than the Trump camp. Trump demands complete personal loyalty of his sycophants, the people who work for him, and his followers. The people who work for him never work with him. Any criticism is met with a dreaded mean tweet, and any dissent is treason. And that's what's fundamentally wrong with the Trump approach. It's in direct opposition to the Constitution, which he swore to protect. Protecting the Constitution means protecting the right of dissent and the right to express that dissent. And we can't let our hatred of Trump and our fear of him being reelected to take that away from us. Love the show. Popeye is the best part. <laughs> well, we're going to need to make that a drop, I think, because Popeye does need more attention. He's not getting enough. So He doesn't seem to mind over there laying down. I really like what Barbara said. And yes, she is our genealogist. She knows all the secrets, <laughs> all of the Justin Trudeau connections that Jesse has. Very nice. Um, she said, don't have to agree with someone 100% to think they can do a good job. And... I like that. I think that we need more of that. And I think it's something we try to encourage on the show, knowing like, hey, you can still listen to the show and interact with us and not agree with us all the time. Yeah. That's a thing that needs to be reinforced a little bit more where I think there's so much polarization, especially online, where we create our own little echo chambers and only want to associate with people who agree with us 100% to accept that it's okay to believe that people can be good and decent and do a good job and not agree with them all the way. Have some disagreements. Yeah, not only can can you disagree with someone and still think they can do a good job, by disagreeing, maybe they'll do a better job. Maybe you can push the needle on their behavior and their governance and their leadership by disagreeing, by protesting even. That is the mechanism by which we change the government that leads us that rules over us is protest is dissent right so it is healthy it's not just healthy it is required of us mm -hmm. listen we never Brittany and i both well i'll speak for myself i know that you're you're going to vote for joe biden and you and you um you believe it is necessary but i'm going to say something that i believe it's immoral to 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 do to do to act in any way that will possibly get Trump reelected. It's an we're talking about morality here, decency, goodness, and morality. So some people might argue though that by criticizing Democrats, and this is what people have said, right. that by criticizing Democrats, by criticizing the ticket, you are contributing to the possibility that someone may. Yeah. That's that's the point I'm going to make is, okay. we always say, but we're going to vote for Biden. You should vote for Biden. It's immoral if you don't vote for Biden. But you still can level criticisms. 
because of so many of the things that Barb said. We owe it to ourselves as the better party, as moral, ethical, decent Americans with empathy and care for our fellow countrymen and women, to criticize, to hopefully push the fucking needle. That is, it's all of our obligation as voting citizens. And I I don't want to be too kumbaya with what I was saying earlier either, because some people may listen to what I said about being able to exist with people who are in disagreement to you politically and say, well, what about racists? And what about anti-LGBTQ people? I'm not talking about that because that's not really a disagreement. I thought uh, how I took what you were saying was disagreeing with other Democrats, not people who make excuses for racist or who are active racists themselves. That's not how I took what you said. Good. Because I, and I, you know that (laughs) when we talk into the mics, things are heard differently. And I just want to make sure that the bases are covered because those are things that you can still try to argue with people about, try to bring them around on certainly, but it represents a fundamental difference in moral concern. So that's a little bit more difficult to grapple with. And I think you're seeing a lot of that in people trying to reconcile their relationships with friends or family members and continued support for Donald Trump in the face of him being um, actively and openly racist. White supremacist. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, listen, um, we still we invite feedback on this, especially if you dissent. I'd love to hear someone who doesn't agree. 657-464-7609. Email voice memos. I doubt it at dollamore.com. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. It's Dan. So uh, I wanted to record a voicemail uh, right after the Joe Biden uh, acceptance speech, because I know I I imagine that'll be a big topic uh, soon enough. Um, I am so relieved that went as well as it did. I think that just giving I mean, he needed to give those of us you know in our in our 40s and below a grandpa and people above a, a friend you know just like an adult like you know you, you can you can trust there'll be a, a person who's been in decision making situations before <laughs> you know like it, it's it's such a relief to have seen him do do so well in since the bar was so low and he he certainly leaped above that but He'll be fine in the debates because Trump is such a clusterfuck that, by comparison, he'll look great. So I'm not worried about when they're on the same place. So this was really the one time he was going to have a big, long, extended speech. And I was, uh, I'm was i so relieved that there wasn't any little stupid thing people could latch on to take away from what he accomplished and what we're trying to do. Anyways, I'm very excited. Uh, certainly after their speeches... Uh, if everybody else is like me, I'm certainly more energized to go vote for them. I'll certainly be bugging all my friends. Uh, so I suggest you all do the same and love the show and love that it's uh, kicking back into normal and uh, look forward to the new episodes. Kicking back into normal. <laughs> I love that. I still I'm still getting a lot of um, a lot of love online after having spent two months away with my daughter going through chemo so yeah it's it's awesome i'm i'm really appreciative of all the 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 heartfelt um well wishes yeah do you want to give kind of an update just on how she's doing for everybody yeah um we didn't really talk about really any of it i mean she lost her hair we she but she wanted to cut her hair off because it started coming out in crazy clumps yeah right away very quickly yeah, yeah within a week of starting chemo she was losing her hair and she has thick mm-hmm. beautiful insane hair mm-hmm. so it was it was a it was a uh, getting emotional uh it was rough it yeah. was rough for her yeah. um and now uh you know we facetime with her all the time and she's she's got like peach fuzz she what she call them her sprouts, her sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> and so her hair's coming back and yeah. um you know there's still some after effects of the steroids and the chemo that she was on um her face is still pretty swollen mm-hmm. but it's you know it's um her body is readjusting right after having just been filled with medications and poisons yeah, po- yeah poisons and also the steroids and everything i mean for for months every single day your body's being filled with all that of course you're going to have some effects coming off of all of that yeah it was uh, three times a day she was given 
many pills. Yeah. Not just, and then, and then every week we were going in. Right. And, for, and then they're dripping chemotherapy into her for an hour. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's, you know, she's, she really is on the mend and, uh, it, uh, it's, it's good. I'm very happy to see how well she's reacting. Yeah. So. And, and appreciating all the support. Yeah. yeah. So a- anyway, back to, back to the Dan call. I'm, um, I was neither impressed or happy or, Cause it's what I expected. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't think Joe Biden is some senile, you know, old man who can't find his ass with a flashlight like Donald Trump is trying to portray him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was Chris Wallace who said something along the lines of, now Donald Trump has somebody to campaign against. It's not just this caricature, this caricature that he's created. There's an right. actual person there. Yeah, they can't say he's hide- hiding in the basement. Where's Joe? Where's Joe? Yeah, like Joe fucking Rogan has been saying. Yeah. That he doesn't even know where he is or whatever the fuck. Yeah. There's a real person now. Yes. Yeah, not my first choice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would, you know, I, I, I think Melania would do a better job running the goddamn country than Donald Trump. So Joe Biden is... Many tears. I'm sorry, ahead. sir. Did you see the Rose Garden? <laughs> sir. Well, running the country and, you know, renovating the Rose Garden, two different things. <laughs> related to, related to Dan's call, though, Laura Ingram even praised Joe Biden's speech. Did and you, with, with Don Jr. on with her. Right. And he had this giant smile on his face and they're kind of going back and forth hardy hardy har and then she says he performed above expectations and his smile just immediately went (laughs) yeah like it just zap right from his face yeah 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 and even fox news was was praising joe biden so i'm not sure what to make of that i genuinely don't have any idea what to make of that but many people on fox news were praising it yeah yeah so anyway, uh, we would love your, your feedback again. Drop the phone number one more time, 657-464-7609. Email your voice memos. Keep them as brief as you can to I doubt it at dollamore.com. Rush Limbaugh tried to say, by the way, that it was pre-recorded. Of course he did. So some people were not accepting of it, still trying to make excuses. Well, just want to add that in. They're trying to create not just excuses, but conspiracy theories. Yes. Because that, that is all the Republican Party has now. That is the platform upon which they will build their party into the future, is conspiracy. It's the QAnon party. Oh, goddamn. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. So we, speaking of QAnon. <laughs> oh, I saw this. I know. I, saw this. I don't want to read the email because I don't want to give the email out, but it let's just say it, it's close to QAnon. And the new Patreon supporter here is just wanting to be identified as Q. Yeah, but I think their last name is Q something. There's a Q in there, No. Am I wrong about there's, that? There's no name. It's only the email that's showing. Oh, all right. Yeah. Then we have... <laughs> <laughs> so, the well, Q. Thanks, thanks, Q. The Q has come around. <laughs> Very nice. Or as Republicans would say, thanks, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kathy K. Kathy K. And John D. John D. Thank you very much to all of you who Fantastic. give to us on Patreon. We very much appreciate it. Speaking of Patreon, we would like to go ahead and announce our upcoming Patreon hangouts. So the Patreon hangouts are one of the Patreon rewards that we offer when you give to us at a certain tier on Patreon. And we have those at the end of the month typically on Friday and Saturday. So we're going to have those this month on Friday, August 28th at 7 p.m. That is Pacific time. That's right. And Saturday, August 29th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So we would hope that you can join us for one of those or both of those. And we just hop on a video chat call through Zoom. I remember when no one knew who's, what Zoom was when we started doing it. Now everyone yeah, knows now what Zoom is because knows. of the pandemic. We had to get turned. I think it was TJ... In North Carolina, who turned us on to, to, to Zoom. Yeah. And now it's fucking giant. Yes. Yeah. Well, we had to explain to everyone, well, Zoom is a video conferencing software. 
that we use because everybody Google Hangout was what yes. was what everybody said. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> which nobody says anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so we jump on those calls with uh, Patreon supporters, and it's a nice opportunity for everyone to come together, chat with us, chat with other members of the community of listeners, and we really enjoy those. So we hope that you make time to join us for those. And just thanks everybody for your support. We appreciate it. Awesome. Happy to be back. All right. Moving on. Stalemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So speaking of the Democratic National Convention, there is one other thing, one other speech, one other moment that took place that I want to talk about. And it was a moment in Barack Obama's speech that really resonated with me. Because not only am I famously optimistic, to a fault, some would say, uh, along with that, it's not only not only, but it's along with my optimism is my my disdain for cynicism. Mm. Yeah. I believe that cynicism isn't a virtue, it's a virus. And I use that word specifically virus because cynicism can catch on. Someone who is down in the dumps and cynical about life, cynical about our, our future as a country, can bring other people and suck them into that vortex. A lot of V's here. <laughs> it's a virus, sucks you into a vortex. It's not a virtue, everybody. Mm. So I just, there was this one, there was a moment in the speech that really resonated with me and that I, I, I hope will with you as well. I understand why a white factory worker who's seen his wages cut or his job shipped overseas might feel like the government no longer looks out for him. And why a black mom might feel like it never looked out for her at all. I understand why a new immigrant might look around this country and wonder whether there's still a place for him here. Why a young person might look at politics right now. The circus of it all, the meanness and the lies and conspiracy theories and think, what is the point? Well, here's the point. This president and those in power, those who benefit from keeping things the way they are, they are counting on your cynicism. They know they can't win you over with their policies. So they're hoping to make it as hard as possible for you to vote, and to convince you that your vote does not matter. That is how they win. That is how they get to keep making decisions that affect your life and the lives of the people you love. That's how the economy will keep getting skewed to the wealthy and well-connected. How our health systems will let more people fall through the cracks. That's how a democracy withers until it's no democracy at all. And we cannot let that happen. Do not let them take away your power. Do not let them take away your democracy. Make a plan right now for how you are going to get involved and vote. Do it as early as you can and tell your family and friends how they can vote too. Do what Americans have done for over two centuries when faced with even tougher times than this. All those quiet heroes who found the courage to keep marching, keep pushing in the face of hardship and injustice. So I think what you said about cynicism is, is very true. I think, unfortunately, people who are cynical about the political process so much so that they are... There's no one really that they support at this point or like yeah. maybe they can count on one hand people that are actually like elected officials that they trust to do the right thing that have made good decisions. Uh, and they're pretty disengaged from really even wanting to vote. And I'm thinking of progressives that fall into this category. I, I know and even far farther left than that, I think, too. Yeah, I know that there's other people, but for me, when I kind of go through my feed and see different tweets, a lot of it for me is what I'm seeing is progressives that are very cynical. Yeah. And 
I mean, even people might listen to that Obama speech and think, okay, but what about the drone strikes? And Yeah, fuck um, yeah, which, by the way, legitimate criticism. Right. But I think that that means that for those people, he should be disregarded and not listened to. Right. And what he has to say doesn't matter. And why are people praising his speech? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. What, what, it, what it is for me... I believe those people are looking for a Messiah figure. They're looking for a Christ figure, a savior, a pure politician who has never made a bad decision. They're also judging the past behavior based on today. What we know today It was like that listener who was listening back and was criticizing us on what we, the, the praise we had for Pete Buttigieg in like the first two debates. Mm-hmm. Having the benefit of understanding what we know today and what took place in the subsequent weeks and how he he morphed into a moderate moving away from Medicaid for Medicare for all. So uh, it just it is very frustrating for me. And I, I would really encourage everybody to to work their goddamnedest to push away from cynicism. To try to adopt some optimism. And I know it's fucking hard. I know, I know it's hard. Living under Donald Trump is a fucking nightmare and a dystopia from, from day after day after day. And it doesn't have to be unthinking optimism. You can, this is what we talked about with the voice memos. You can still have criticisms for people. You yes. can still understand that they're flawed, that they made you terrible should, choices. You should have criticisms. Right, you should. And the Messiah figure that you're talking about, the deity looking for that, that's, no, we don't want that. <laughs> well, you're always going to be let down. You're always going to be let down. Let's, let's and it, if you're not, you're not thinking. Okay, let's put it in this perspective. This week, Nancy Pelosi endorsed Joe Kennedy, who is primarying Ed Markey for the Senate seat in, in Massachusetts. Joe Kennedy, the silver spoon in his asshole Joe Kennedy, is primarying a wonderful incumbent senator. And the Speaker of the House of Representatives is endorsing the challenger in the Democratic primary. I criticize. I'm going to criticize. But you know what else happened? Bernie Sanders didn't endorse Ed Markey. I didn't. It was fucking crickets from the Bernie crowd. Crickets. If you were bitching that Nancy Pelosi endorsed Joe Kennedy, you should criticize and be bitching that Bernie Sanders did not endorse Ed Markey. So what I'm, it's getting back to the Messiah thing. That if, if you're looking for a Messiah, you're always going to be let down. Because even Bernie Sanders fucks it up. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Um, I, from what I saw, it wasn't crickets, but for example, it wasn't as forceful as Elizabeth Warren not endorsing Bernie Sanders, for example. I mean, Elizabeth Warren not endorsing Bernie Sanders is still still something that i am seeing people complain yeah, about right. online of course i mean it's it is still something people can't let go and it's they're holding they're holding all of this at her feet as though all of this is her fault it's something i saw invoked about the the bernie not endorsing uh ed barkey right and so i think what you're saying is you're making this comparison but i it wasn't crickets for me but it was more like oh that's a bummer bernie Whereas Elizabeth Warren was going to be burned at the stake. Yeah. So I think that's the comparison that you're trying to She was to called a corporatist because she didn't come out and endorse Bernie Sanders. So it's another instance of... Which, by the way, I think she, I, I think she should have. Yeah. It's not like I think she made the right move. She, I think she made the wrong move. Yeah. But it is what it is. So I just wanted, <laughs> I don't want the emails to come flooding in <laughs> and, because you said crickets. I don't think crickets is necessarily fair. I think... It's more of a forceful point to make the comparison that it, it was just a very different type of criticism yeah. that was leveled. All right. Well, from one president to another, let's talk about Donald Trump out on the campaign stump, giving a speech where he's describing a conversation that he had with God about the economy. 
And what we're doing together is nothing short of an economic miracle. And now we're doing it again. We did it. We built the greatest economy in the history of the world. And now I have to do it again. You know what that is? That's right. That's God testing me. He said, you know, you did it once. And I said, did I do a great job, God? I'm the only one that could do it. He said, that you shouldn't say. Now we're going to have you do it again. I said, okay, I agree. You got me. But I did it once, and now I'm doing it again. And you see the kind of numbers that we're putting up. They're unbelievable. Best job numbers ever. Three months, more jobs in the last three months than ever before. So he has to rebuild the economy again. He's going to do it again. And he had a conversation with God about it. Did I do a great job, God? It's fucking unbelievable. It is... Did I do a good job, God? Oh, don't say that. Now you're going to have to do it again, God said to Donald Trump as they had a conversation over, you know, KFC or whatever. I wonder if he talked to God about his favorite verse in the Bible. No, no, it's too, it's still very sensitive, very private for him. Mm. Well, but which, which of the books is your favorite? No, 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 even that. That's, he only talks to God about that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's reserved for his private time with, uh, with God. You know, because he, he reads. He does a great job when he reads. Did I do a great job, God? <laughs> a great job. So the thing is, people are going to listen to this. And, and laugh a lot. No. <laughs> people are going to listen to this and think that it's really true that he did this oh you mean there there is a portion of the population that i thought when you said people you were talking about our audience and i yeah no i'm talking i'm talking about the people that he is manipulating because there's just no way i know people who believe he is a wonderful reverent christian man who goes to church every sunday i know people who are fucking deluded enough to believe that that's that is an alarming and it's not just an outlier there are probably millions of people who share that opinion. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to say because it, it makes me sad, even though I have cackled at this clip many times now. <laughs> what, what, what's so funny about it, Brittany? Did I do a great job, God? <laughs> I, because it's it's not. And listen, I, I want to be respectful of people of faith that they have conversations with God and, and they check in with him about their behavior. And, and, and that's great. But I'm it's just. It's Donald Trump, and we saw the way that he held the Bible. We've heard him talk about the Bible. Is we've, that your Bible? Yeah, it's a we've, Bible. We've heard him talk about eating the little cracker and drinking the little juice, and his yeah. words, not mine. I mean, it's it's absurd. If an atheist were to speak this way about faith in the context of these conversations, they would be perceived as disrespectful. Yeah, when, when Donald Trump was asked, do you ask for forgiveness? He said, well, I don't really think about it like that. <laughs> right. Which flies in the face of a millennia of fucking uh, doctrine and canonized scripture about how you get to heaven. That you have to say with your mouth. You have to for- ask for forgiveness of your sins. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ. I had to get in the rhythm to remember what it was, Brittany. Yeah, but you now got I, there. Now I got there. I got there. <laughs> yeah. Believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross to say that he is the way and the truth and the life that no man cometh under the Father but by, I don't, you know, I'm. You're scaring the dog. I know. So, well, he's getting saved, Brittany. <laughs> he's not. He's terrified right now. What What's alarming is Donald Trump is also taking these attacks on on, on the left and saying that, like, they left uh, God out of the Pledge of Allegiance Lying. at the Democratic yeah. National Convention. And they talked about faith at the Democratic National Convention a lot. It, they it, are, was crin- it was cringy for me. They're ensuring that people know. I mean, this is not the godless left. You can't do that caricature when you have Joe Biden. Practicing Catholic. Yeah, when you have people getting up there and talking about God. I mean, I know that there are likely people in the party that are pretending to be religious because you can't come out and say you're an atheist because everyone will think that you are evil. Who's pretending, Brittany? Did I do a great job, God? What do you mean? But (laughs) there, there are people of faith in the Democratic Party, and it was a prominent feature of the convention. So to act like it was godless is just absurd. Well, that brings me... (laughs) It's a perfect segue 
to Martha McSally, who's running for mm. her. She was appointed to her seat when John McCain died. Yeah. And now she's running to actually hold the seat as an elected senator. Right. And she used religious metaphor when asking for donations to her campaign, asking for people to fast for a meal and then donate the money they saved to her campaign. We're doing our part to catch up, you know, to get our message out. Uh, but it takes resources. So if anybody can give, I'm not ashamed to ask just to invest. If you can give $1, $5, if you can fast a meal and, and give what that would be. If you can fast a meal and give what that could be to my campaign, God will bless you. It'll be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. <laughs> to, you know, continue with the reading from the Bible <laughs> metaphor. It's it's disturbing on so many levels. I don't even know where she to begin. She is fucking grasping at straws. I can't imagine asking people to skip meals to not eat yeah. in order to give me money. Go hungry so my campaign can go on. I mean... Imagine how desperate she must be running against Mark Kelly, the astronaut husband of Gabby Gifford. Yeah. Goddamn. Make sure you are registered to vote. And seriously, check your voter registration. Have a plan. We're going to keep telling you this. So please do it. Take the time. And if you live in Arizona. Especially if you live in Arizona. Make sure you take care of biz yeah. during this election. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't. Don't starve yourself to give money to Martha McSally. Yeah, don't, yeah, you know, I mean, don't do that. Don't give her any money. No. But certainly don't skip a meal to give her money. What is that that she thinks that she can, does she have a background in, like, running a church or is she a, a pastor? Fucking former Marine. Fucking fighter pilot dipshit. So I'm just, I'm questioning how it can be someone's go-to to ask people to stop eating to give them money. Like, what is that impulse? No, because these conservatives, these Republicans, they know that their base are evangelicals. They know the language of the religious. They know the, these, these certain practices that can be talked about where you're, you're speaking Christianese. You're, you're speaking their language. They understand the terms with which you're, you're referencing. So uh, it, it's con artist. I mean, if only Martha McSally had the line to Jesus that Donald Trump does. Did I do a great job, God? Then she could just ask him for the money. So I also want to say 538 has a really fantastic... My Fitbit just told me that I met my steps goal and I have not walked around. Like, it warned me that I wasn't going to meet my steps within this hour. What are you, waving your arms around like me? Is that what it... I can just sit around and wave my arms and it's going to tell me I'm fit. Well, you can fool it a little bit. Well, perfect. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> so if you Google 538, how to vote in the 2020 election, they have a guide to voting in all of the states. And you can click on your state and get all of the deets about voting by mail, about voting in person. They tell you about registration when you need to register to vote by if early voting exists in your state what it looks like in terms of absentee ballot voting whatever you need it's fantastic i'm so glad they put it together if you're confused about the voting process please google and read this article we'll also put it on the page yes again we keep putting putting voting stuff up on the page and no one gives a shit just so <laughs> pin, just pin it to the top okay we'll pin it to the top yeah that's i think that's the best thing okay so he, speaking of the best thing um steve madden got arrested so that's you know kind of cool <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> yeah who would have thought the coffee boy that 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 uh that that papadopoulos speaking of coffee boy that was arrested and and and, and, and convicted and Michael Flynn was arrested and then convicted, but now it's going through appeals, and uh, Rick Gates was arrested and convicted. What and, about the one with all the coats, the fur coats? Uh, that Oh, Paul Manafort was arrested and convicted. Mm -hmm. um, Roger Stone. Roger Stone was arrested and convicted, and his sentence was commuted. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's an upstanding law and order administration. Well, Steve Bannon is the next. You may remember... And we have a clip on it, but you may remember the, the, the private funding of the border wall that was happening. There's the a crowdfunding. The, the crowdfunding. There's, there, there's a, there's a, um, 
an Air Force veteran who's a, a disabled, like triple amputee, which really tugs at the heartstrings of people thinking he's a noble character. He's also been indicted for fraud, for diverting millions, at least a million dollars, putting into other charities. Then they dipped into it from there and used it for their own personal uses. The coverage now of breaking news. Authorities say President Trump's ex-political advisor Steve Bannon was arrested in connection with an online fundraising scheme. He will appear in the Southern District of New York today. Let's bring in Judge Andrew Napolitano, Fox News senior judicial analyst. Judge, great to see you. The, the context for this for the audience is that a, a man named Brian Colfage was kind of the face of this We Build the Wall campaign. Steve Bannon and a couple of others were also involved in this. And Colfage's promise was he was going to raise a billion dollars to help build the southern border wall. He raised about $25 million, Judge. And then the people who started donating the money were saying, hey, where's the proof? Where's the construction? He couldn't pro provide that. And so they complained. And my question to you is, what does the Southern District of New York have right now? You've seen these cases before. What kind of documentation do they need to indict these people? Uh, well, good morning, Trace. It's always a pleasure uh, to be with you. We don't know what the documentation is other than what has been revealed in the indictment. Now, the indictment was voted by grand jurors sitting uh, in Manhattan, and it discloses the bank accounts of Steve Bannon and the others into which the funds were put. So to, to continue the narrative that you gave, this entity, We Build the Wall, promised its donors that not a penny, quote, not a penny would go into their pockets. So rather than putting the money directly into their pockets, they funneled it to third-party uh, charities, and those charities paid the money, according to the indictment, to Steve Bannon and to the others. In Bannon's case, obviously the person that, that is most of interest to our viewers because of his uh, former relationship to the president, in Bannon's case, the government alleges and the indictment charges him with receipt of over a million dollars. So there's two charges here. One is wire fraud, obtaining money through email using false pretenses by promising not to pay yourself and paying yourself uh, anyway. Uh, and the other is a conspiracy to do that. Trace, they're facing 20 years each for the money that they paid themselves in defiance of their promise not promises not to do so. Yeah, and the allegation, as you specified there, Judge, is that, you know, Steve Bannon took a million dollars, and of that million dollars, he used several hundred thousand uh, to cover hundreds of thousands of dollars in his personal expenses to fund a lavish lifestyle. The same accusation against uh, the other people in this thing. They were taking the money out, and they were funding their own lavish lifestyle. We all know that, you know, Steve Bannon clearly was in politics. What, when, you, when you look back and you see that he was also with Goldman Sachs, he's a financial advisor, he knows the money game very well, what, what is Steve Bannon's um, defense going to be in a situation like this, Judge? Well, I guess his defense is going to be that even charities are allowed to pay their officials. Uh, and though the payment was high, a million dollars to uh, Steve Bannon, if this number is accurate, uh, as compared with 25 million raised, there are other charities who pay that percentage to their uh, leading officers. But the problem that he confronts is the publicity that they issued and the means they used. They had hundreds of thousands of donors who, who donated this money believing that all of it, and I'm quoting from, from the indictment, all of it would go to building the wall and not a penny would go uh, to those uh, who are organizing it. And then the use of the third-party charities to actually pay them so as to hide the payments from the donors and presumably from the government uh, is an effort to cover your, uh, cover your trail because they knew they had misled the donors. It doesn't look good for him uh, right now. They've known about the case uh, since October. That's when the government began knocking on their doors. And what did they start doing in October? Draining their yeah. bank accounts so there'd be no money there for the government to seize. Again, I don't know that this happened. I'm recounting what the indictment alleges.
Yeah, and we, we should point out that the complaints from the people who donated this money started in May of 2019. So, so the ball has been rolling for quite some time. Always great perspective, Judge. Thank you so much for your, for your insight. Good to see you. More evidence here that these people have no respect, no regard for Trump supporters. Remember when Donald Trump I love the poorly educated came out with that gem after the Nevada primary, the Nevada caucuses in 2016. And here we have, and this is not the first case of this. David Bossie did this as well. They are bilking hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars from Trump supporters because they know they're just stupid enough to give money to a ridiculous project where they're going to public publicly finance privately finance excuse me a billion dollars they're going to raise a billion dollars it just shows that these fucking muffin heads don't understand what a billion dollars is a muffin head they raised 25 million when their goal was raising a thousand million dollars get the fuck out of here so donald trump is already trying to distance himself from all of this he said that he didn't know a lot about the project, except that he didn't like it oh, right, right. when he heard about it. Right. I don't know anything about it, except for the fact that I didn't like it. There's also footage of Donald Trump Jr. standing with the main guy running it. Yeah. Talking about how it's such a great example of, like, ingenuity or enterprise. Private enterprise. Yeah, inter private uh, enterprise. Yeah, and, like, promoting it. So they can try to act like they weren't aware of what was going on all they want. We have the tapes, and the tapes are being played. Also, Fox News advertised this fucking constantly when it first came out. Like, it was the greatest idea since sliced fucking bread. So you heard it from Judge Andrew Napolitano right there, 20 years, and it's not looking good, he says. And Judge Napolitano was often the legal analyst that Shepard Smith would turn to on Shepard Smith's show when he had it on Fox. He's a libertarian, by the way. He is a libertarian. He, he tends to say things on Fox, though, that go against the typical Fox narrative. Yeah. And... Brian Stelter of CNN has a new book coming out called Hoax, Donald Trump, Fox News, and the Dangerous Distortion of Truth. And in this book, he actually alleges that at Donald Trump's behest, Attorney General William Barr asked Rupert Murdoch to muzzle Judge Napolitano after he began to criticize the president on air. Yeah. He claims that Barr made this request during an October 2019 meeting with Rupert Murdoch. Ugh. So the attorney general <laughs> asking Rupert Murdoch to take Judge Andrew Napolitano off air for that, criticism yeah, let's, of Trump. Again, let's remember, let's all together collectively remember that the attorney general of the United States of America is not the private attorney, not per personal counsel to Donald Trump. He's out of line. He's out of step. With what his position is, constantly, consistently, over and over and over again, repeatedly defying what his role is to act on, be on the behest of, at the behest of, and at the benefit of Donald Trump. Well, and it's a bummer that Shep is gone, because I imagine Judge Napolitano is getting less airtime. And sure. you remember that in response to the uh, Ukraine phone call, Judge Napolitano said on Fox News Air that it demonstrated, quote, both criminal and impeachable behavior. And, of course, he hasn't been taken off the air. That was just a Fox News clip. But he apparently lost a slot on a daytime show, and then he wasn't involved in the network's impeachment coverage. Right, so, of course. Of course. That says something right there, I think. He's still getting paid because he's under contract. Yeah. But anyway, uh, th so this other thing happened. We're going to we're going to wrap with with this. Should should Jared Kushner be asshole of today, Brittany? Should let's, we just do it? Let's do it. Acting on the fly. It's the asshole of today. Jared Kushner. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the surprise. Thank you for that. So Jared Kushner was on with Fareed Zakaria 
just a few hours ago here on Sunday. Yeah. And they're talking about a multiplicity of issues. It's a it's an international relations show. So most of it was spent talking about the Middle East and the historic peace process that has been brought to bear by Jared Kushner, the fucking do-nothing silver spoon, up his ass child boy, man boy. And uh, Fareed moves the conversation to voter fraud. Le- leveling statistics about the fact that the, 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 the percentage of voter fraud is just so minuscule. It's, it's not just statistically insignificant. It's just, it's a non-fucking issue. Well, he also referenced different studies. He either says dozens of study or studies or a dozen study. Yeah, yeah. A dozen studies. It's toward the end. and It's hot. It's still it's very hot. hot. It's very hot. You wouldn't think that you're standing six feet. From an air conditioner? From an air conditioner <laughs> blasting 68 degree air on your face. So anyway. It's never enough. Listen to this. And then we got a couple things we want to talk about and point out. Because it is just mwah, so good. Uh, what I noticed though, is that the president seems to be preparing ground for the fact that he might lose. Because he has begun to raise all these specters of ballot fraud, voter fraud, uh, and things like that. And I just want to show you a, a few data points. I'm going to show the viewers and I'm going to read them to you, uh, Jared. But uh, he's talked extensively about, uh, about the dangers of mail-in voting and the fraud that comes from it. Um, the first slide, which I'm happy to send you by email, is the list of the literally dozens of studies that have been done on voter fraud, all of which have concluded that there is none. Uh, there is, in fact, a, uh, you know, there, there are uh, a Brennan Center for Justice study that says incident rates of voter fraud were at 0.00004% to 0.0009%. That's the fifth decimal place. So um, it, it appears that there really is mail-in balloting is done in five states, including the heavily Republican Utah um, and quoting a scholar who studies this, Trump is simply wrong about mail-in balloting, raising a tremendous potential for fraud. Isn't this all very dangerous for democracy, for a president to be actively delegitimizing an election, w- w- apparently because his poll numbers are bad? No, uh, Fareed, so I'm really glad you brought this up. So if I was uh, a civilian before I got into politics and I've been living through this for five years, if I would have saw a study that says this, I would have believed it. Most of these studies are garbage and they're done with a real uh, point of view towards advocacy. Let's just look at the facts, right? I was reading an article in the New York Times the other day where they said that uh, there was a a lot of fraud in in Patterson, New Jersey, and they were having a lot of trouble with their mail-in ballots. Uh, and then they said, you know, three paragraphs later, they said President Trump still, without any evidence, claims that there's fraud in mail-in ballots. I'm in New Jersey. I have a lot of friends in New Jersey. I grew up there. Uh, one of my friends just got married. His wife uh, got two ballots, one that was uh, in her old name, one that's in her new name. In Patterson, New Jersey, they just had, you know, a whole situation right, but, where the but city Jared, council But, Jared, that's an, that's uh, an anecdote. That's, of not, it. So, that's, so, that's not data. That One example. Well, the whole but, point but, of studies but, is that you do aggregate data. I, I'm sure there are 10 examples pointing the opposite. The, the only way you can tell what the reality is is to do aggregate data studies, and you know that. You're, 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 you're okay, smart. Okay, so are you telling that. me, so, so Fareed, you're telling me that the Brennan that Center one, uh, justice thing you, is a perfect... No, yeah, I'm just so, telling look, you that your one in a friend in New Jersey people, is not reflective of, of, of aggregate data. Okay, well then you could talk to my other friend <laughs> in New Jersey whose son died seven years ago and his son got a ballot. I mean, I just my, my, my point is I don't have that many friends in New Jersey so and I have two of them who are raising this with me. It's phenomenal. I'm just telling you that your one friend is not aggregate data. Oh, well, guess what? I have two friends that I can talk about then. Okay, well, then you could talk to my other friend in New Jersey. <laughs> I oh, have you two. Don't like, you don't like my my one my, my one piece of anecdotal evidence? Well, then why don't you talk to my other Jersey friend? Okay, well, then you could talk to my other friend in New Jersey. I also love him saying... These studies are just garbage. So yeah. the dozens of studies that Fareed Zakaria is referencing. Fareed Zakaria said literally dozens of studies. Jared Kushner has read them. He's reviewed them. And he has determined he also that has all this, of them are garbage. He also has the the uh, postgraduate scientific requisite of understanding and education to decipher what these studies say. Yeah. And then also, by the way, the first thing that he references there with his 
one friend, not the second friend, the the first friend that he referenced in New Jersey. That's not fraud. Now, not fraud. now, did his friend fill out both of the ballots and then mail both of the ballots in, and then they both got counted? Well, if that's the case, then that person, then the FBI needs to come and knock him because they did commit voter fraud. Yeah, just getting two ballots, referencing like a mistake that occurred is not evidence of voter fraud. At all. So that was kind of a weird example to bring forth in this conversation. What is interesting about this is we listened to this in real time, and we were both laughing our asses off watching this on on (laughs) CNN. Seriously, guttural laughter. It was very, it was a good time for Brittany and Jesse. It's it's a Facebook argument that just happened, where you're having someone say, listen, that's not data. The one person you're referencing is not data. Yeah, well, I have two friends then. Let me talk about the second one. Okay, well, then you could talk to my other friend in New Jersey. (laughs) But here's, here's the thing that I noticed when I was going back through, compiling the clips to actually do the pre-production for the show, is that this is the excuse he gave at the end there, when he said, well, that's, yeah, but that's just another piece of anecdotal evidence. My, my, my point is, I don't have that many friends in New Jersey, so and I have two of them who are raising this with me. My point is, I don't have that many friends in New Jersey, and I've had this many friends raise this with me. 44 seconds earlier, everybody. 44 motherfucking seconds earlier, this is what he said. I'm in New Jersey. I have a lot of friends in New Jersey. I grew up there. So he doesn't have many friends, but he also has a lot of friends in New Jersey. They will lie and say whatever the fuck they need to, to try to reinforce their argument. Which is what he accused the New York Times of doing in that same sentence. I don't know if you remember when he was talking about the article he read, and it said one thing, and then three paragraphs later it said another thing. Well, you just did that while you were speaking, bro. Again... My, my, my point is, I don't have that many friends in New Jersey, so and I have two of them who are raising this with me. I'm in New Jersey. I have a lot of friends in New Jersey. I grew up there. Fuck you, you goddamn animated piece of Play-Doh. Just shut up. And this is one of... I feel like for the listeners who like have recently joined and the drop hasn't been played, and they're like, why doesn't Britney ever respond to Jesse when... <laughs> Views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. That drop? Well, that's why I never respond. Like, I wonder if people that are new listeners wonder, she just kind of moves on from him going on these little rants. <laughs> she never addresses it. And it's because, well, that well, is we a uniform a- blanket response. We have a drop for that. There's a drop for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's an app for that and there's a... There's a drop for that. Yeah. So, Jared Kushner, real good guy. Very honest. Nope. Very honest. Actually, he is asshole of today. (laughs) I don't think it's even his first time. It probably is. It might be his first time. It might be his first time. I don't remember him being... Someone should start cataloging. Congratulations, Jared Kushner. You're today's asshole. Well, we could also be more regular about doing that segment. I think it's been a while. It would be nice if I was more regular. (laughs) <laughs> it would be fantastic for me if I was more regular. We don't need to get into that. That's I, something we don't, I don't need know. to talk about on Seems the show. Seems like something that everybody wants to know I about. don't think they do. I think they're good. I think they're good. You'll be okay. All right. We'll talk about it off pod. Well, uh, we will, will we? <laughs> well, yeah. listen, we will see you next time on episode 689. We're almost to episode 690. Of Orange County's... What, why are you laughing? I thought you were going to say 700. I don't understand why. <laughs> we're almost to 690. What What's meaningful about that? Oh, uh, I guess nothing. What? I'm a dumb fuck. What do I know? <laughs> I'm like, what is the milestone associated with 690? Yeah, there's no milestone. It's just... It's it's uh, it's uh like... uh Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. God damn. It's, t- it's hot. It's fucking... Let me make the excuses for my stupidity. Okay. I don't need you making the... Oh, it's just hot. Jesse's dumb. I was trying... <laughs> I was trying Come to help. on. I was trying to help. How dare you, sir? Anyway, we're going to leave you there. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We love your support. We would love for you to join the ranks of people who help produce the show by going to dollamore.com slash Patreon, choosing a tier, three or five dollars or whatever. If you are in a financial position to do so, if coronavirus hasn't left you in a situation where you really have to be strategic and budget, 
This should not be your priority if, if you have to do that at all. This show will always be free. We'll always be here for you. But if you are in a position and you would like to consider supporting the show, again, go to dollamore.com slash Patreon. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt.